All right. This is the show. This is the pre-show. This isn't the real show. This is just Freddie and I getting ready for the show. Um, I don't know. We could talk about, you know, how the weather. The weather was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Did you go outside yesterday? Yeah, I was better part of two hours shoveling my driveway. Were you really? And at the end, my wife came out and helped me. That was very sweet. What time did you do it? Because the problem is trying to figure out, like, okay, is it still snowing or is that just wind blowing existing snow around? Well, you know, I'm one of those guys. I said to her, you know, I proclaimed like mid-morning or noon. (laughs) You know what? I am just I'm going to leave that till tomorrow. I'm just going to forget about it. I've got some paperwork to do today. I'm going to do that. And tomorrow morning, I'll go out and uh, shovel the snow. And then I'm just sitting there, and it was just playing on me. Oh, maybe I should go do that snow now. Oh, what if it snows again? Then it'll be that much deeper. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then, mm. of course, yeah. at about three thirty, four o'clock, out I go for two hours. That is, uh, that's a great yeah. story. Isn't it? <laughs> I just can't let it be. Well, I wasn't going to, I wasn't sure. Like, I, I legally, I have to clear it. You're supposed to clear the walk in front of your store, your commercial, you know, that sidewalk in front is actually our responsibility. So I go out and do that. So I waited a bit, but no one else did. No one else in my, actually, I shouldn't say that. The kid next door did his. Mm-hmm. The kid, he's almost 40. But I, um, I, I shoveled in front of our garage here because once the plow goes through, it's just ridiculous. It was like three or four feet. I couldn't have gotten my car out of there. But I like doing it with Stan. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a dog do this where he chases the shovel. <laughs> he, as uh, I'm shoveling, yeah. he's, he's back. It's, it's funny to mm-hmm. watch because I'm shoveling forward. He's backing up and barking at the snow. <laughs> so, but I waited. I wanted to ask you what time because I waited all morning I was going to do it, but it just kept snowing. Yeah. Do you know what the final count was? No. I heard uh, Ottawa. No, I know some places got upwards of 40 centimeters. I heard I Ottawa, like 48 yeah. centimeters right. of snow. See, I don't have to worry about a sidewalk because we don't have sidewalks. Oh, I know, because you're... We don't allow just anybody to you know, walk <laughs> down the right. street. You can't you just... Know, sidewalks are a big invitation to have people on your street. Forget that. You can't, people can't just saw, say, you know, no. promenade next to your home. No. 48 centimeters. Of course, I'm looking on the CTV site here, and they... Everything's about the storm and typical, you know, people cross country skiing through the streets. And but I, I came across this tweet and it just bugs me. And somebody tweeted, "Typical Toronto shutdown because of a little light snow." This is a typical winter day in Ottawa. Shut up! No, it's first of all, no, it's not. Forty-eight centimeters is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's not typical. And I don't know what our count was, but it was over twenty twenty-five. And it wasn't a little light snow here in Toronto. No. That's just Toronto envy. I know. It's ridiculous. From the, Even from the standpoint that, yeah, you know, lately, over the past decade or two, we don't get a lot of snow in the winter. We don't. Okay? So it's not our fault. So when it does come, you know, the economic hub of the country needs to move. So, yeah. We freak out a bit, and we take measures maybe that other cities don't. Well, we'll say, tell, uh, tell. Go ahead. and What was that thing you said about the 401? Well, the 401, apparently, at one point yesterday, across the top of the city, 
there was like a thousand trucks that had ground to a halt for various reasons. They had jackknifed or they had stalled or they couldn't move because of, uh, you know, they were getting stuck in the snow and then backing each other up. And there were some truck drivers that spent eight to 12 hours in their cabs waiting for help or service or snow plows and people in cars in between them in the same situation. Just yeah. more it. Well, and that's you're, a, in the, you're in this little cocoon, right? You don't know what's going on out there in the world. Well, like, that's why this tweet bugged me. Typical Toronto shutdown because of a little light. No, shut up. Shut well, your face. Well, Dahl and I were talking about that because uh, yesterday while listening to the news, I guess it was 680, they said this was the worst one since 93. And she said, wow, it's been that long. And I said, yeah, 93, that's when they brought in the army, I believe. And that's when... Uh, or was it? Would that have been ninety three or after that? I I, sure. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, back then, remember they brought in the army, whatever yes. year that was, and um, remember the ridicule can- uh, oh, we were Toronto got right across Canada. And it was it was Mel Lastman's idea, and it yeah. was uh, it was brilliant actually. I re- well, I remember having a conversation many years ago around that time, sort of similar to this, and I was, you know, maybe one of my brothers was bugging me. He's like, oh, you know, they have to bring in the army. I said, do you understand on mm-hmm. any given day, there's a million people, the entire, you know, population of the province of Saskatchewan is going mm-hmm. in and out of the city. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, a, and as you said, you know, we got to keep things going here because this is where things are going to happen. But uh, I will say, I, I'm not surprised by what you just said in terms of the snowfall amount. I was going to tell you, I've lived in this building now our our office our where humble and fred headquarters are uh five years this is my i guess my fifth winter or whatever i've never seen the snow like this like it it came up so far in front of my garage in front of the windows like it really is something i put my garbage out this morning and it's on top of a snowbank next to the road i don't even know i'm actually was going to ask you that have you ever experienced where it's so bad they can't pick up the garbage? Because I don't know how they're going to do it today. Offhand, off the top of my head, no. Uh, I was lucky the plow came through here. Maybe I we didn't get as much as you, actually. Because the plow came down my street, and the, and the bump at the end of the driveway wasn't that significant. My problem was drifting. So I had areas where there was virtually nothing, and then other areas where there was two or three feet, you know? Like, my front door, I have this little alcove. Well, it just, it swirls. Mm-hmm. And I had opened the front door and literally dig my way out. Yet parts of my driveway had nothing. Well, not here, man. I opened the door for Stan yesterday after the show, and it was like a couple feet up. I had to shovel a, a, a pathway before I did the, the main shoveling. I had to shovel a pathway for him to go uh, outside. Um, all right, well, let's start the show. We got a big one today. Uh, one of the most popular stories ever told on this program, Jeff Lumby's Vagina Juice. He's back and uh, going to be making some regular appearances, and we'll tell you why. Also, Dan Duran, also the Can of Cabana guy, Andy Palalis, and uh, some of your uh, emails as well. But first... The following episode... No, let me do this again. But first... There we go. The following episode of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Manscaped. If clean balls are important to you, and I know they are, get Manscaped for a cleaner ball every time. 
And now, here are two men whose nut game is on point. It's Humble and Fred. I just love the fact that Dan Duran, his big Dan Duran voice is going a cleaner ball every time. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I've had my unit for a couple months, so is he. I'm talking about the Manscaped apparatus, not the other unit. My uh, frequent and urgent urination, nah, you know, it's it's improved, but it's not, you know, it's not completely gone. I might have to get some uh, medicine because I had another night of, uh, another day where I, you know, I, I wasn't going all the time. And, and when I go, I go like crazy, but I don't know, man. Something's definitely not uh, 100%. Let's uh, get Duran or somebody to do a... An update stinger for your pisser. Yeah. <laughs> you play the sounder and then, you know, an update on your stream. I think that would be a good <laughs> You bit. think? Uh-huh. And now here's a uh, urination update. Uh, actually, what well, we are going to start the show uh, with, everybody. Hi, guys. Is some of the Hi feedback guys. from the last couple Hi of days. Uh, get a lot of nice feedback from people. Uh, I don't know where... Do you have the emails I sent you in front of you? Yes, and I have a couple of fresh ones that came in yesterday. Did you add those to that list or not? I don't know, man. Maybe. Well, I, I, th- I told you about the one. Well, I'll start with that one. Sure. Uh, from Keith Weiland. Yeah, man. He said, uh, hey, Fred, what show were you guys talking about today where the girl was saying her box... Uh, stunk because it was too close to her turd cutter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the nice, way Keith. Put but it was afterlife, and yes. it was Brian. We were talking about how funny he is, and his wife who had left him for another guy or whatever. But he gets into this whole thing about him having to tell his wife that her vagina had an odor. Yeah. And he said her response to him was, if God had wanted my snatch to smell nice, he wouldn't have put it next to my asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great line. And then after that, he says, then I look back at her and he said, your asshole isn't the problem. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You know, and when we were talking about it yesterday with Terry Hart, our entertainment friend, Mm. you know, there were several moments when he's speaking, even a few of the other characters where I wish I'd had subtitles on because I, I had to pause and say to Rachel several times, what was what was yes. that? Um, we have another email about the same thing Hi, from uh, Rob Dewey. He says, guys, you're killing me with the afterlife talk. I know from past experiences listening to the show that you both can't restrain, can't re- that you both can't restrain. Yeah, restrain is so hard to pronounce from spilling the beans. That's right. I said spilling the beans, says Rob, because I'm over 50. He goes on to say the new season has only been out a week. I had to fast forward half of your podcast today. Figure it out. Love you fellas anyway. And as you and I were just talking before we hit record, like, what's... Okay, we don't, we don't want to give away too many details. Like that thing you just said about Brian, and, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a cute line. It's not going to wreck the series for you. No. And it's not, Afterlife isn't the type of show where you can really give it away. It's more of feel, that show. It's it's an emotion that you have to watch to experience. <laughs> it's not what it's you not say. Like, it's not like a spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, you know, and then at the end, his house burns down and <laughs> no, he dies in right. an explosion. That at the end, happen. aliens come and take everyone away. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It's, uh, you, you said aliens just quickly before we go ahead. I, I was reading this morning, fascinating, a, 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 a big asteroid is going to pass by Earth at 5 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Time. It's the size of the Empire State Building. Nice. Right? Um, it's a million miles away, but apparently that's very close. And they track this thing because there's potential for damage. Like, it's the type of thing they have to keep on the radar just in case something quickly happened that it veered into the Earth or something. But And you can watch it on the NASA channel, apparently, at 5 o'clock. If I remember, I might watch that. But, you know, that there's a... A space happening today. Jeez, I, I can't, I don't know, I can't keep track of all these streaming services, the NASA channel. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> NASA. Mm-hmm. It is true. Um, well, good. Yeah, we need something to shake things up. Uh, all right, here, why don't Hi you guys. read the uh, next Hi one? There's guys. only a couple. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I am watching, listening, the Thursday show with the vet discussion with Dan Duran. Laughing my ass off. Great show. That's from Joe Syke. Also, I want to thank Joe Syke because he sent me something yesterday. It's a it was an information email filled with all sorts of stuff from something called The Peak. And it's a newsletter I just signed up for okay. today. There's lots of great show prep in it, and it's very Canadian. And later on this morning, we have a chance. Jeff Lumby, as I mentioned, is going to be on the show, but he gave me a heads up. He wanted to talk about some of the restrictions, how they've changed in France. Mm-hmm. And I had this thing from yesterday with the restrictions for foreign travel. I'm going to the States. You might be going to as well. Different things. A lot of Canadians know, but there's some stuff. Anyway, in the, in the uh, peak that Joe Syke sent us was some information about change, that, that the airlines in Canada are lobbying to have some of the entry restrictions you know, yes. modified because it's screwing yes. travel industry. And I'll tell you later, the, the positivity rate amongst air travelers is incredibly low. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to it, send that to you for doll. The positivity rate overall has dropped about eight points Yeah, in the, in the past week, which is pretty good. You know, people go, well, you can't go. They don't do a lot of testing. But the thing is, it doesn't matter how many you test. If you're testing basically the same every day and the positivity rate goes down, that's encouraging. Like, fuck. It is. Well, and numbers overall, like in Canada, yeah. it, they've dropped in a week. In the States, it's like half the cases. Now, you can say, yeah, we're not getting, we're not testing everyone, but the people we're testing, the cases yeah. are dropping. I mean, whether it's 1,000 or 10,000, if the positivity rate is pretty consistent, then, you know, we're, we're supposed to believe the positivity rate when it's horrid and awful and the world's coming to an end. Uh yeah, it just seems we're, we really inch towards good news with this thing. Even the the ICUs popped a bit, but they would expect that to happen given the lag. But the hospitalization uh, admittances are down or flat over the past few days. So that's good. It is good. Hi, guys. Uh, here's one Hi from uh, Russ Horton. Do you know Russ Horton? Yes, I know Russ Horton. I've met Russ Horton. Uh, Russ Horton used to run a little uh, online radio station out of, the, out of the hotel there in Georgetown. I forget what the name of that hotel. It's since closed down. And I went in one day, and we were shooting the shit. He's a good guy. He loves the business, I'll tell you. He loves the radio business. Well, he says, his, uh, I, I can't remember. I think he messaged me because I had cut and pasted this. It wasn't an email. It says, you and Fred are two people I really admire in this business. You guys do it so well. I started a weekly vlog on Canada and Canada are just wanted to know and just wanted. So here's a, a weekly vlog on Canada. Canada 
and yeah. just wanted you to just wanted you to know you two were the main inspiration for what I'm doing now. You two led the way, especially in this country. Yeah. Just thought you should know that. Thank you, Russ, Hort- Russ Horton. He's a sweet person. Hi, guys. He is. He's a very sweet man. He really is. Uh, Glenn the, Jones, that's a long one. That eh? was a long one. I, I put that there. Part of it is um, yeah. we might segue into the... Uh, into the doer thing here because he i sent part of that note to our friends at doer just to show them that you know things are happening here and by the way so why don't you read that and then sort of segue into your doer thing okay yeah he said hi guys glenn jones uh finally getting caught up in the last couple of shows sorry to hear about phil but uh you know these things happen basically uh but now we get more dan durani saying Yes. And uh, he said, I don't want to read. Yeah, no. And, but he did say yeah. he liked the uh, number one in 97 show. He liked that special show. People are still catching yes. up on that. Yes. Um, and, and again, he addresses Phil. I don't need to get into that detail. No. And he said, it, it's fun more Dan Duran. I also wanted to let you know that I have bought three pairs of Dewar pants. The first were on the Black Friday sale, so, uh, you know, I couldn't use the Humble and Fred code. And this morning I went into the store in Vancouver and grabbed two more. I let the sales girl know how I knew of the company, but wanted to make sure you guys knew as well to pass it on. Which I did. Advertising works. Mm-hmm. Can I just pop in quickly for here before you go on? This actually came through. I had a meeting with them last week, and we were talking about this upcoming promotion we're going to do for Valentine's Day and give away some pants. I forgot to tell you, but you'll love it. It's fine. Um, and this came in, and because I'd had the conversation with the guy at Doer. I said, I promise you, there's lots of Pumble and Fred people buying your pants that you know we're not getting full credit from there because they're not using right. the promo code all the time. Mm-hmm. For instance, this one. Please go on now. Uh I'm listening to less smartless, and I always jump through their ads because I don't believe them. I believe that you guys are actually using the products you sell, and I don't skip through. Nice. Nice. Anyway, way too long an email for you. Uh, Next time uh, you are downstairs, Howard, make sure my plaque on the shitter wall is clean. (laughs) That's right. He's one of the guys that donated to the shitter oh so many years ago, 2016, I believe. Wow. And I'll tell you, Glenn Jones, I did go down to your plaque. Uh, the other day, I went to make to see it there. Stan and I were playing. I, I was trying to give him some exercise, and I sort of rubbed the Glenn Jones mm-hmm. plaque for you. Um, um, but yeah, why don't you continue talking about the brand new uh, information here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I just uh, address one thing on uh, Smartless? The latest episode that you would get on Amazon is Michael Moore. Yeah, I know. And it's a basically a love-in for Canada, um, comparing Canada and the United States. What's wrong with the way they... Uh, do things Uh, it's a cultural thing it's a good listen it really is you know i i saw it there and i was going to listen to it last night but i always fall asleep to it so my best chance to finally actually hear the information is to pop it in during dinner um all right let's uh, talk a little bit more about doer doer has the world's most comfortable pants for men and women natural materials in combination with technical achieves breathability comfort and strength for everyday wear no longer do you have to sacrifice performance when you want to dress up or style when you're on the move 
Dewar is proudly Canadian and prides itself on having a collection of natural fiber-rich products, meaning the majority of fibers originate from plants, eucalyptus trees, wood chips, and recycled alternatives to oil. Yeah, they do all that. Dewar is offering 20% off for our Vancouver Kitsilano store grand opening from January 21st to the 23rd. The first 25 people in line on the 22nd will also relieve, uh, receive rather, the free pants. Now, when ordering online, use code HUMBLEANDFRED15 for 15% off. But there you go, Kitsilano. 20% off. I used to live in Kitsilano. Did you really? Yep. Isn't that a real cool place? Yeah, it is a cool place. Yeah. It's like um, o- over the bridge. I, I can't. I think it's the Burrard Street Bridge, but it's just across from downtown Vancouver, so it's kind of like out of the way, but it's a really cool little neighborhood. Um, I'll tell you what else, my friend. This program is baked fresh each and every day and brought to you by GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Powering small business and entrepreneurs over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. Come on. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. There's no better time than now to get your ideas online. With GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and finally bring it to life with GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 support. Uh, You get phone support, I should say. They're also here to help you every step of the way. You can even start your website for free with GoDaddy. No credit card is even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. When I first moved to Vancouver, I, I lived way away from the city. I was, you know, moose job boy. I, was, I didn't know anything. And eventually, as I got more comfortable with living in a big city, I got closer and closer to living downtown, even though I worked downtown in Vancouver. But uh, I remember after being there about a year, you know, you got you've seen where I grew up, so you know it's pretty flat, and there's you know it's not a lot of yeah. But I remember going to like Kitsilano Beach, which is just on the west sort of south shore there of Vancouver, and looking at the ocean and thinking, "What? This is crazy!" <laughs> you know, for you spend your whole life looking at flat prairie lands, mm-hmm. and there was the ocean and the mountains, and I was like, you know, this is something. It does do something different for you. I mean. You have a friend. I always love that story you tell about your friend that went out there for a trip and just never came home. Yeah. He's dead now, but... What? Uh, oh, yeah, he's dead. Well. Yeah, he was a kid that I uh, you know, spent a lot of time with uh, through high school. Yeah, he just... Him and another buddy of mine, they pooled their money for a, Vol- uh, a Volkswagen van and drove, like, to Florida, California, and then up... And then once he saw Victoria, that was it. Never came home. I, I honestly didn't know. I can't, can't remember his name, but I don't remember you telling me he died. His name was Gary Gallant. Gary Gallant. Yes. Really? And he died, I guess he was 59 when That's he died. very young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gary had a few demons. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, yeah. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. To, you know, it's funny because... And one of the good things about this country I've been saying my whole life is that most it's so big that most people, you know, who live in the East haven't spent much time out West and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Western Canadians have a distrust of Ontario and mm-hmm. they've never been to Quebec. And, you know, because of radio, I was lucky enough. I've lived in five provinces and uh, every place has its, you know, obviously it's beauty and it's, you know, north of Toronto and that mm-hmm. cottage country and where you guys have yeah. your things. It's beautiful. But there are some, you know, I was yeah. 
Something about being in Western Canada, you know, Vancouver, Victoria, Calgary in the mountains, it's pretty special. You know, the first time I laid eyes on uh, the ocean, I, it was, I would have been like 18, 19 years old. Trip to Florida. It was crazy. Like I'd never seen an ocean. It was, uh, you know what that moment's like when you first lay eye on? Yeah. Well, as, you, as you described, like in Vancouver, it's something else. Hey, um, one other death note. Uh, another buddy of mine, when we worked at Young and Dundas at The Edge and Mojo, I think one floor up or two floor up was Canada Post. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, a buddy that I went to high school with named Hugh Burgess, he was a big shot with Canada Post and their sales and marketing department. I used to see him all the time. Hey, Yui, how are you? This is what we'd say on the elevator, and <laughs> we'd reminisce about this and that. He died. What? Few, I, I found out like two or three years ago at, at the age of 60. Damn. So I guess it was five years ago. Um, yeah, it's crazy when you see that, you know, because you're growing up and you're drinking wine and beer and carrying on at school dances and parties and everything. You never think that one day that guy across from you is just going to die. So, yeah. yeah, he up and died as well. Not to bring you down. But. No, you know, listen, you don't bring me down. I was thinking about you and I the other day, a couple of days ago. I was sort of thinking, okay, well, Fred's, I, maybe I was thinking about Bob Saget dying at 65. I'm turning 62 next week. You're 65. My brother's mm-hmm. 65. My other brother's 69. And I started thinking, okay, well, so how to, if you, statistically, this is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That if all goes according to, and you mentioned this yesterday on the show, you live, we, if we both live our Canadian male life expectancy, mm-hmm. you will die three or four years before me. Then I'm just walking around, no Fred in the world, mm. you know, I'm just humble and, yeah. and, yeah. uh, you know, that'll be a drag. But then I thought, yeah, but the way things will work, I'll probably die way before you and you'll just, you know, carry on. It'll be just well, walking around and fretting it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think about that stuff more and more now. You know, young, when you're younger, you don't have time. You haven't lived enough or whatever the reason is. Like shoveling the driveway yesterday. I would have never, ever thought of cacking or like having a massive heart attack while I was shoveling snow. That mm. happens to other people, not me. But honestly, when I'm out there yesterday, I really took my time. Because it's like, you know, I feel great, you know, Um, but still, I'm a 65-year-old man. I got to watch what I'm doing. Yeah. So, I, you know, I put put my headset on. I had Smartless on, and I would do a bit and then stand there and do a bit and stand there. It it takes a hell of a lot longer, but it's something in my mind that traditionally would not have been in my mind. Even though I didn't have as much to shovel as you yesterday, I shoveled for about 20 minutes, but I was like, you know... First of all, cognizant of that, but also, mm-hmm. you know, u- using my knees. I actually are using, you know, properly, like bending yeah. properly so I didn't hurt myself. I never would have right. thought that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because when we were, you know, when you're younger, you know, first of all, not only are you thinking about it, you just know when your age dies. You know, in your mm-hmm. 30s and 40s, you yeah. know, mostly you get through that. In your 50s, people that you know start mm-hmm. to die. Yeah. You know, when you talk about the humble without Fred, even... My mom, when she, you know, my dad died in 2008, and my mom lived for another six years, I guess. During that time, I never fully appreciated what she was going through. You have a partner that long, and then all of a sudden, they're gone. Yeah. 
but now since my father-in-law died in July, I again because I'm in this new mindset of you know being a little more aware of um, your vulnerability, your non-invincibility that you have young. I've been feeling you know a bit down for my mother-in-law because I'm thinking now I realize a little more what's that like to have a partner they were together 60 years wow and now all of a sudden it ends like it's got to be sad well you know i was thinking yeah it is and um but i'm thinking about you know contemplating your own mortality obviously it increases as you get older because you're coming to the end of your mortality and I was visiting with Rachel's parents, who I really like a lot. They're just really, really nice people. And I have a nice time with them. And they're both in their early 80s. You know, and they've got people in their early 80s, physical uh, challenges, right? But, sure. but and, and I was thinking while I was visiting them, because, listen, if you and I in our 60s have these thoughts, I thought, what are people like? In their 80s. Like, I thought, if I'm 82, you know, and, and like, whatever you have, it ain't getting much better. But but also, like, you know, again, I think of everything in terms of golf. I was thinking, okay, so if I'm 82, am I thinking, what, I have a couple more Masters I can watch? Am I going to get to see? But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, and, you know, I'm sort of being facetious, but if you're cheering for the Maple Leafs and you get into your 70s, at some point, you're going to think, okay, I'm 75. If I live statistically till 84, I got, you know, eight seasons mm-hmm. left. They better get there soon. Well, Howard, isn't that something? Yes. I was thinking about that the other day because I don't think this team is good enough to win. So this window, window of opportunity is going to come and go. And then what's it going to be another 10 or 12 years before they reposition themselves to make a run at a Stanley Cup, if then. I mean, they haven't won a playoff series in 15 years, and that went through my mind. There's a very good chance I will die before ever seeing them win another Stanley Cup. Those are the thoughts you have. Yeah, and that's to my point. When you So mm-hmm. here we are in our early to mid-60s having these contemplating, you know, our mortality. I just wonder, like, how does... And I, I was thinking about that quite a bit over the holidays. Like, how do you not walk around all day at 82 thinking, I don't have many more of these days left? We could only hope that when you reach your 60s, you really overthink it, and then you sort of become numb to it after a while. You become used to it, yeah. Yeah you, yeah, you become used to it and you don't think about it as much. Or there's a certain amount of resignation. Like at 65, there's still tons of stuff I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. You know? You know, my my father-in-law who died in July, you know, he didn't golf probably for the last three years of his life, which was pretty good. He golfed into his 80s. Mm-hmm. But that's got to suck when you reach a point where you can no longer, well... What am I talking about? I've reached that point where there's certain things you can't do. I'd love to water ski again. I never would. I don't even want to go out in the ice and play shinny hockey because I'm afraid of hurting myself. So you reach these points where it's like, geez, I got to come to terms with the with the fact that I can no longer do certain things. You know, Rachel has asked a couple times now over the past couple of winters, do you think we could go skiing? I go, yeah, I, I guess. And I sort of, you know, because I know I won't go snowboarding again. Uh, I'd love to, to your point. I loved it. Did it for a long, you know, a lot of my late 40s and early 50s. Loved it. But I just don't want to take the chance because I know how hard I fall. But even going skiing, I know this sounds ridiculous. And I, and I listen, lots of people our age ski and they have a great time. It's just that I don't, the, the reward for the one fun day 
versus what it might do to my golf you know game if I screw That's myself it. is mm-hmm. not worth it to me mm-hmm. But that being said, I had my skates in my truck, in my truck, in my trunk all last winter because I was mm-hmm. going to go skating mm-hmm. and never did. And, and Charlie, my daughter, has a uh, is right across from an outdoor skating rink. And several times I was going to pop in and go for a little blast, but I, I just didn't because of the, you know, it's partly hesitating. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't skate. Oh, I'll skate hockey. Again. I don't trust myself in those situations because I can be a little competitive and it doesn't matter your age or situation. You know, you get into the, into the heat of the game, regardless of the level, and you, you know, you, you extend yourself just once a little too much or whatever, or whatever. You go into a corner and you're looking to make a pass and you hit a right. Well, all those things that could happen. I, I, I don't want to deal with it. You know, uh, just before we get to Jeff Lummy, I'll tell you, I've read, and I'm sure you've heard these stories, again, guys that hadn't played hockey in a long time. Like, the last time I played any competitive hockey was with Jeff back in Montreal. So before I even met you. But, we, you know, I, I went out once a week, and I was, you know, in my late 20s, I could still compete, right. and I loved it, and I was aggressive. and I, But so many guys would, like me, stop for 30 years, come back in their in mid-50s, still having that mindset and their heart blows up because mm-hmm. it's they're just not used to putting that much stress that quickly on them well i didn't play for about 20 years and then joined that league with uh, danger boy when we were in our early 40s and then i quit with my back problems and uh my buddy darren who we often reference he continued to play right up until a year or so ago till COVID, i believe well, listen, we're going to get Lumby on here in a second, uh, talking about his new podcast and uh, some of the trials and tribulations of doing something a lot of people, you know, think about moving to a different country for your retirement. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But first, speaking of a different country, my friend, our friend, Tim Daniels, living in Florence. Of course, he brings us the amazing Health Gauge. Let me tell you about Health Gauge. Honestly, one of the first things I do every day. And Rachel will tell you as I check, well, how much sleep did I have? But you can also check your heart rate. You know, one of the things they talk about with uh, this virus, this COVID, you know, may have heard of it. You know, people keeping track of your, you know, temperature if you have a fever. But blood oxygen level is another thing that is important because if it drops below a certain level, you can you could be in trouble. Well, you don't need to go and buy one of those things to put your finger in. You see it on TV. The health gauge has that sensor in it. Blood pressure, oxygen saturation, heart rate, activity level, and calories burned. And if you go to healthgauge.com right now, order the Phoenix, order the Phoenix watch and get 15% off at checkout using the promo code HumbleFredHG. That's 15% off at checkout, healthgauge.com, and the promo code HumbleFredHG. And just ahead of Jeff, uh, let's talk about these fine people. Well, Jeff will be the Gauge Guy guest of the day. Yes, he will. All right. Uh, don't forget to get your Geek Sky data plans for your travel needs. Yes, people are traveling. Howard is. I may. So, yes, it's still happening. Download the Geek Sky app for Android or iOS and get affordable data coverage in over 190 uh, countries worldwide. All Geek Sky plans are prepaid, no contracts or recurring fees. You get what you pay for. Your service never, ever throttled. And uh, GeekSky just launched their travel rewards program. Go to the GeekSky app or sign into your account at geeksky.com to check out the program. And don't forget, HF 2021 
That is the code. That's your promo code for $5 off your first plan. Or visit gigsky.com for more information on that. Yeah, man, uh, there's uh, very few people that uh, come on our show that absolutely don't need an introduction. And, and their work speaks for themselves. Uh, for many years, uh, people in the Toronto area have been uh, entertained and amused <laughs> by this man's antics and his broadcast experience. I think he worked on some stations. I can't remember all of them, but uh, what? Moniori, he's my friend. He's our friend. He's one of my besties. And now the host of a brand new podcast. We'll tell you all about that. Welcome to our program. Jeffrey Lumby. Look at you. We on now? We on? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. this, I got to say, is quite the follow-up. Did, is there any dead people you guys forgot here in the last 20 minutes? Hey, people like, die, my you friend. Wanna, you want to do 10 minutes on Betty White? Did the, yeah. You get, more, you get more laughs from an inquest. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> what, I thought this was a comedy show. Well, it was oh. until you came on. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Jesus, man. Holy. Man, I started digging my own grave while I was on. Yeah, that's, uh, believe me, you're digging your you own guys, grave. You're digging I your think, own grave with this bit. That's for sure. Hey, <laughs> Jeff, every, every so, every so often, you have to you have you have to show your other side. Come on, oh, you know that. Okay, <laughs> I think you guys should do like an old bits feature. We, like should, we would. Don't we? <laughs> hey, listen, listen. If we could get a funeral home as a sponsor, we'd do it. <laughs> right? We would. I was going to say if if, if 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 Ward Funeral Home would sponsor, we love talking about dead people. Holy moly! Anyway, yeah, good to be here. Um... You know, it's it's uh, and and it's funny. I was listening to the earlier part of your show about afterlife. I just finished watching that, and I, I'm telling you, I I know you've probably talked infinitum about it, but man, I was I bawled like a baby at yeah, that. Yeah, there's at some that good day. spots. It was just, and uh, you know, it's uh, I think we we you know we've all come across. Uh, we've all lost some people here over the last few years, and uh, it, it was. Uh, what did you think of the end? Uh, like. Uh, oh, oh, we can't talk about the ending, right? I mean, we don't a, care. We don't. We, 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 just, oh, we, don't, we don't care, care about that yeah. because it's not like we're going to spoiler alert. At the end, the aliens come down. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not even like you said. It's not one of those hard endings where people like a, there's a fire or anything. But so in the in the walk off at the end, yeah. uh, I'm I'm so glad that uh, his wife, who had already passed, was in the walk off because then th- that took away the thought that it was a like a suicide or something like that. To me, it was just. It was just we all walk off, right? Eventually. We all the passage of time. Passage but isn't it interesting time. that as soon as you see him walk away after the scene at the fair, I think you're meant to think, "Oh, wait, oh, wait a minute is he is yeah. he now going to go do what he?" Because remember, the very first episode is him mm-hmm. going to kill himself. His dog I, saves. Him. Yeah. I loved. I loved how that, especially the way it was shot, that she came back. Then mm-hmm. she went away. Then the dog. Then him. And yeah. you know, again, you know, listen. It's if you love the show, you're going to watch it anyway. But uh, I yeah, also like the fact that I like the fact that he didn't get together with the nurse. You know, didn't that didn't like that whole thing? Is he going to find a new love? Well, it was in in his case. Uh, she was the only one for him. That was right. that was the message there. In his mm-hmm. case, right? So, yeah, but uh, that's really, yeah, well, really... That's, 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 that was a great aspect of it, too. The fact you would just assume in other shows they would finally hook up those two and yep. that would be the storyline. But, hey, you know, maybe if he wanted three or four 
more seasons that that would be the situation but it, it's so good the way it ended and it's over Perfect. and to me yeah. it's right near the top of the list for any of those well um, I'll, I'll just say this that was and i i, I posted this mm-hmm. that was the most impactful 35 minutes of television i've ever seen period what the fi- the final episode yep yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what's great about you is you don't normally speak in absolutes. So that's for you. That's saying true. something. It's true. It's a step up for me. It's a step up. It is. Well, no, I, I can't. I can't. I can't come up with 35 minutes of television in in that kind of a compressed amount of time that, that delivered such a message. That's and, and, all but I, I agree with you on this. Like that that show if it had gone on for season five six seven i think sometimes and i think it happens with other shows too where the first couple of seasons are great and then it's just like well where do you go where's the surprise where's the but but that's 18 episodes he's you know he does three seasons and it's over and you're sort of you're sort of left we're still talking about it people will be talking about it for a long time and i also want to just finish by saying you know i've seen his stand-up which i think is very brilliant good, uh, brilliant but it just goes to show you i said to rachel a couple times watching it let's not forget he's also directing this you know yeah, and writing and, and writing it. it you know that was that was some amazing the whole uh story arc there yeah. setting up uh setting everything up i thought was just really the foreshadowing was brilliant it's 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 just a piece of work is what it is and then of course little Joni at the end and i'm <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a bucket of you know <laughs> Yeah, it was really good. No, it was very good, and, uh, yeah, and of course was. we're all dog lovers, so the dog scenes were. Uh, did you? I know. I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but I posted a picture of Stan watching the scenes when he was walking <laughs> the dog, and I don't know about your dogs, but my he sat he sits there with his ears up, mm-hmm. like this is a great show, Dad. Like he just loves mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So how are you no. boys doing? Very good. How about you? Hey, Freddie, I got to we're both big sports guys. Same with Howard. I just read something today which blew me away. Did you know that the the Buffalo Bills in that in their game against New England over the weekend? I didn't see it. It was mm-hmm. the first time in the history of the NFL. You, have you talked about this? No. Yeah, I was telling Howard yesterday. Yeah, I did. First yeah, time in ahead. the NFL, no punts. Oh, no, we didn't uh, talk for, about for this. One, for one team, no punts, no field goal attempts, and no turnovers mm-hmm. by, by one team ever oh, okay. in, in NFL history. No, I was telling them that they had eight possessions in the first seven. They scored touchdowns. That had never been done before either. It's <laughs> just amazing. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, I get my yeah. bills news from Freddie because uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you can get this in where you are in France. And we're going to get to France in a second, but uh, in, in a playoff on uh, Sunday night, this kid Hideki Matsuyama hit a 278 yard three wood to two feet in the in the playoff to win. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was like, how about I just go wow. ahead and win it on this one swing? Yeah, nuts. Hey, uh, Jeff, are you are you a Bills fan? No, I, I was always a Washington Football Club fan. Um, yes. but I don't. I don't watch it. I can't watch it anymore. I can't even watch. I can't watch the NFL. It's so boring. It's just so boring. Uh, I, I don't know, and I think I've just I've 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 just changed what I like in sports. Like I, I'm with Howard. I'd rather go watch golf than people getting up off the ground for two and a half hours. What uh, about what about the thirty second place Montreal Canadiens? Are you watching them at all? No, but I really can't wait for you guys to gag it up in the first round again this year. That it's probably going to happen. They're going to play that's Florida or Tampa. Crazy. Probably going to happen. But and anyway. that's all the time. And that's all yeah. the time we have for this segment. <laughs> wait, wait. Just, just to your point, the Montreal Canadiens 
have played 36 games. Do you know what their longest winning streak is? One. <laughs> it is. It's one. Well, it's they've one. done. Yeah, but they've done something the Leafs have not done. As, just, as yes. Freddie just said, in 15 years, they've won a playoff series. So. Yes, That's a true. few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as I mentioned off the beginning of the show, Jeff uh, has moved to France. This is where we're. He's broadcasting from. By the way, that mic sounds great. So is awesome. that Edith Piaf? It is playing? Edith Piaf, actually. Just don't turn to your right too much, because as soon as you do that, we lose a little bit of it. Of oh, yeah? Mic. Yeah, now it sounds oh, fantastic. You know what I'll do then? I'll do this, because I was, I was looking at Fred, Now I'll put you guys all in the middle of my screen. There we go. Okay. Um, you know, for a long time, Jeff and I, like a lot of people that I admire, have been talking about doing a podcast. What would the podcast be about? And, you know, I think we you were kicking around some ideas about doing something with dogs, which, of course, is your passion, and you, and you, you love that. And then this thing happened, and it all just fell into place. And so today we're excited to announce uh, a new podcast on the Humble and Fred family. You'll be able to access it in all the places that podcasts are available particularly from humbleandfred.com it'll be there and when, when we put the first one up we'll let you know but it's the uh, it, I think it's a great idea because it is what as Jeff and his wife have just done so the podcast is called Jeff and Julie moved to France parenthetically during a global pandemic and yeah. um, so let's just talk about that first of all awesome congratulations and we're happy to have you well thank you and, and, and can I just before we uh, go any further. Thank you guys for uh, extending your services and your support to what we're doing because, uh, you know, it really, really means a lot. So thank you very much for that. Well, you're very well. We're pretty great, actually. I know you are. <laughs> by, by the way, how is the uh, remedial reading coming? Uh, it's just the, 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 the segment between 730 and 8. It's like, do you need new glasses? Why or? You, hey, what, do you want to do an air check? Why don't we do an air check later? All right, funny boy. Um, but Jeff and Julie moved to France during a pandemic. Is uh, I've already listened to the first four episodes. It's fantastic. And just give us a little yeah. overview, and then I want you to tell one particular story. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, the, the you know the over <laughs> the overview is you know we thought this was going to be a great idea, and and I'm sure it will be one day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but right now, uh, we just <laughs> we just uh, nothing is resolved. They don't do things. They like. Yeah, okay, I'll just give you a couple of quick examples and then, and then we can get on to the but but like okay, we we applied for driver's licenses in July of 2021 and they're still not here. Now wow. we can they send you a note to say that you can continue to drive on your Canadian licenses, but that's 7 months. In Canada that's a, a it's a 2 week thing. It's a 2 week turnover. 7 months. I I disputed some some traffic tickets. Okay, and they sent me a note. We've received your dispute. Do you know what that that is? Thirteen months ago, <laughs> thirteen months ago, and so we we don't have a health card. We don't have uh, we don't have our residency status yet, even though they sent us a little sheet saying it's coming. Uh, but Jeff, are these really- are these pandemic related, or are those just how no. the French work? No, the people here are completely embarrassed by the government. Like we talk to people. Why does it take? Oh, way, way, way. Oh, wait. you know, like everybody's aware of how long everything takes here. And it's amazing because 90 percent of the country's employed by the government. Like, what are they doing um, anyway? So we decided, OK, we, this is very frustrating, but maybe we can, you know, turn some lemons into lemonade here and have some fun with this. And, and actually, 
I got to say, doing this podcast is more therapeutic. Uh, we really don't care if we get any listeners it, because we come in here, we spend 35 minutes or whatever. Uh, we talk about a, a, a given topic and uh, and then we, we kind of it's like taking that that weight off our shoulders because uh, it's 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 kind of gang it gangs up on you. Yeah, you know of course what I mean? it does. Yeah. Well, well, let's be clear here. Um, isn't part of the reason you left Canada because you were uh, fed up with the bureaucracy <laughs> and 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 the socialist leanings? Was that not part of the reason that you you fled your home and native land? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that. I don't, I don't think there's any any hope for any political uh, uh, realm right now. I, I think the main reasons I so it, it's a combination of leaving something and going to something else. OK, so from the leaving point of view, what you'll find out on the podcast, uh, I, I, I have sort of three things that drove me crazy the weather being one and by the way i enjoy your shirt snow shoveling yeah no wish kidding. i could help wish i could help um <laughs> but uh you know so that's number one number two is bugs where we live there were a lot of bugs i know that sounds like a a silly thing and 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 number three is traffic and and moving to france i've enjoyed i i, I now enjoy driving again because uh, there's no traffic where we are ever. <laughs> Wait, and to be clear, Jeff didn't move to Paris or, you know, some big, no. you know, Jeff moved to uh, a, a rural area, 90, 90 miles or 90 minutes from Toulouse, southwest we're, France. We're, we're kind of, yeah, 90 minutes from Toulouse. We're right in between. Uh, if you were to triangulate Toulouse, Montpellier, and Bordeaux, there's that's where we are. But, but yeah. let's just back and, up. And, oh, go ahead, Freddie. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, and uh, of course, there's got to be uh, the times I've traveled to Europe, including France. There's stark cultural differences as far as attitudes towards life in general, for right? sure. Yeah. And that's got to be soothing. Well, and and yeah, they take a two-hour lunch, and you've got to know that you've got to know that if you need to get to the hardware store. Uh, for a, a part that you're working on, you better get there before noon because it's closed for two hours. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I was going to say. I want to back up a little bit rather than sort of go into the minutiae right away, although those are interesting. But just overall, like a lot of people, as I said earlier, you know, everyone has this sort of fantasy. Maybe one day when we retire, you know, we'll go to live in another country. And most Canadians think of, you know, Arizona or Florida or someplace. But to go into another country, you know, we've all traveled and thought, man, what would it be like living here? Like, I, I was in, you know, Italy for 10 days. And I thought, you know, I don't, could I live here? I don't know that I could. But as, as you guys have said in the podcast, you went to France because you loved the idea of traveling in Europe, basing yourself in a beautiful pl- part of the world. But the pandemic happened, and a lot of right. the... Uh, a lot of the joys that you would have already had, you know, things would have been taken care of, have been sort of, you know, uh, impeded because of the pandemic. So you haven't been able to travel. But overall, like, you know, you did something that a lot of people fantasize about doing but would never do. Well, two things, Howard, and that's one of them. And that is the main reason we moved here, because we came to Europe a lot. And as you would know, Fred, it's anytime you come to Europe, it's 15 to 25,000 bucks a pop, uh, you know, and so if you want to do it properly or nicely anyway. And so we thought, well, we'll move to central France where everything is close and we'll do a lot of traveling. And, and to your point, Howard, we haven't been able to do that. But secondly, uh, people who said they're going to come and visit us, and I know it's about probably half of the ones who would, but but I know you guys are both going to come here some at some point, but that's also been impeded yeah. and through no fault of anyone's mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of COVID. So we've had, we've had, we've been here a year and three months now, and we've had one couple visit during one of the valleys of, you know, two COVID 
uh, flare ups. Yeah. And 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 so, you know, it, that, that's been tough. So, yeah. you know, we've been here on our own. Um, we're dealing with all of these <laughs> all of these uh, administrative nightmares. We have nobody here to, to come and visit us and, and we can't go out and, and, and see the place. So it's been, you know, like a tiny bit of a but we're in a gorgeous spot. I don't want to take away from that. And and every day we get up, we we just thank the lucky, you know, stars that we have this beautiful spot here. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it is cool and it is it is a, a dream of ours. Uh, we just we can't wait for all this crap to to be done with. And yeah. and hope, hopefully France's new uh, uh, restrictions help out. I mean, I don't know. Jeez. What are they, by the way? Because you sent me a note saying you know you, they had introduced something recently. What they've what they've done is we we do have a great. It's called a sanitary pass, and it's a, it's an app on your phone. And it used to allow for people to take tests, and 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 that criteria would hold. But as of Sunday, it's only you you can only use the pass if you've got three shots. So your first two and a booster. Otherwise, they won't grant you the pass. And if you don't have the pass, you can't go to restaurants and concerts and other right, right, right. Anything, anything. So hopefully that'll help out. But uh, who knows? It, it, the, the night you were talking earlier, Fred, about about the, the numbers coming down, and uh, the, my family's supposed to be here in March, and I think that might just fit into uh, yeah one of the valleys of, of COVID. Well, Jeff, we've also, you know what, again, at our age, uh, that's the way, you know, Howard and I have had that discussion. You know, your retirement window is like a good 10 years, 65 to 75. This is me I'm talking about now. I've lost two years, for Christ's sake. So it gets yeah. to the it gets to the point where you go, you know what, screw COVID. I'm going to take my chances because maybe it's three years or four years. I'm not taking that chance. So you, at some point, you got to move. Yeah. Um, France has, uh, you know, every, everything has started to drop. Americans' numbers are in half. In, in the last 24 hours, Jeff, in France, it's gone from 278,000 cases to 102. You know, we yeah. are sort of starting to crest here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, you know, I was looking at the California restrictions, and, and things are different everywhere. But when I was in Italy, they have they call theirs the Green Pass. You know, the same thing. You have to, you know, show it wherever you go. And, you know, and it, I'm happy they, they're doing that. I'm, I've traveled a little bit during this pandemic, and, you know, it makes you sort of feel safe. In fact, the numbers, I was going to show you this, the positivity rate in Canada is 28%, but amongst air travelers, it's 2%. So it, it sort of shows you that psychologically people might be afraid to fly, Fred, you know, Delise, but mm-hmm. actually physically it's, it's, a, it's pretty safe to do. No, I get it. Even yeah. in this, well, you know, wave of Omicron that we're having. I think you're, the least of your worries would be on the airplane. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, no one, no one getting on these planes. Uh, well, especially if you were to come to France. I mean, right. I don't know. About you have to be vaccinated. Or, yeah, that's it. Hey, and one other point on that. I think a lot of people are freaked out because you keep hearing about these stories of people traveling maybe to Mexico or, you know, Central America, the Caribbean. And then they go to come home and they test positive and they run into... These thousands of dollars for having to um, isolate in a hotel room down there. What bothers me about that? Of all the thousands that go and come back, you only hear about those one or two stories. The chances of that happening to you are next to none. It's like people... 
people who get killed skydiving. It's, <laughs> I know. It's those a, are the stories you hear, and it freaks people out. It's too bad. But those stories generally are around. I've read some of them. Uh, you sent me that article. Um, yeah. A lot of those are, you know, younger people than us, 40s and 50s or 30s and 40s or whatever, and, yeah. and who have jobs they have to get back to, and then the expense of an extra week in a hotel would really impact their holiday budget. But that's not the case for us. Like, I'm going to California, and if I have to stay an extra week, well, fine. Um, before we get too far away here, I want to talk about, you know, again, the, the podcast is called Jeff and Julie. Julie is Jeff's wife. Moved to France in a global pandemic. Uh, and we're going to let you know uh, in the next few weeks when we're going to finally put the first one up. But there's a couple of things. One in particular, one of my favorite moments, and I, I, every time I think about it, I'm like, really? Is And we're going to talk about some of these things as we go. But one of the, you know, one of the things is when you bought your property in France. Right. This is one of a hundred things like this, but this was one of those stories you're like, what? They do things just a little bit differently there. Well, we uh, take you back to when we decided to come and tour and look for the houses, right? So that was 2019, September. So, you know, all good intentions here. We started doing this pre-COVID. So so we, we come here in, and, and we finally found a, a real estate company and they assigned us a real estate agent. And she was really nice, sort of a 50s gal. Very, very nice. We really actually got along well. Um, and, and we decided, OK, we'll let's book of our two weeks, four days, and let's try and see as many houses as we can. So we went on the Internet, looked at the ones we wanted to see, sent her a list, and she arranged for us to see 15 houses over four days. So while we're here, there's always a lunch break. We do a morning run and an afternoon run. We go for lunch and, and we're working off of a credit card that Julie has. And, and so we're, you know what? She doesn't know us from Adam. In fairness, she doesn't know us from Adam. She doesn't know if we're tire kickers or if we're actually going to buy a house. So we're happy to buy lunch each and every one of these four days. We're happy, happy to. No problem. So we buy lunch each and every one of these four days. OK, fast forward to the closing date. So. Uh, I get a I get a, an email from our <laughs> lovely agent, and it says, "Here's the itinerary for today." This is her email. Okay, I just want it's important. This is important to the story. Here's the itinerary for today. We'll meet at the buyer's house, the seller's house, at ten thirty. After that, we will go for lunch, and then we will meet at the notaire's at two uh, o'clock, fourteen hundred hours for. The final signing. Great. So I'm saying to myself, I, you know, I didn't even think about it because it would just be obvious that if, if I'm sending you a note, if you're making 30,000 euros off of the transaction, <laughs> you know, and you're sending a note. And oh, by the way, you're booking the restaurant. It stands to reason that you're buying the freaking lunch. OK, we just hang on so, a second. Let's let's remind what? everyone what Jeff's talking about. The day he closed this house, she was going to make around forty thousand dollars. 45,000 Canadian. 45,000 Canadian. Yeah. So she sends the note. She books the restaurant. We go to the restaurant. Remember, she hasn't, she's got the shortest arms in the planet. She's like Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, because she hasn't even <laughs> reached for a bill uh, when we were looking for the houses. But I thought, oh, this is great. This is her taking us out for great. So we have a lovely lunch. Yeah, the house is great. Beautiful. Yeah, you were fantastic. Wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. Bill comes, sits on the table. Well, I'm looking at that damn bill, and I'm thinking, no way, because she hasn't even acknowledged this bill. There it is. There's the check, and I'm looking, and I'm staring, and I'm getting bubbly because, 
This just can't be happening. This cannot be happening. And it's time to go now. And she's still nothing. Finally, I said, hey, thanks so much for lunch. And without missing a beat, she looks at Julie and says, yes, Julie, thanks for lunch. I am gone. I stood up. I stormed out of the restaurant uh, because I was I was about to do bad things at that point. And uh, and uh, so unfortunately, I left poor Julie there. Julie, you know, being the nice, kind person that she is, she picks up the bill. We. Then everybody makes their way to the cash register. And I, I come over to Julianne. You're not paying that bill. Like, I was adamant about it. So <laughs> she finally picks up on this. Oh. And she says, is there a problem? And Julie, of course, no, it's okay. It's, it's no problem at all. And here's what she says. Would you like me to pay for my lunch? No. For her own lunch. For oh. her own lunch. Come and on, Julie. And you know what, Julie? I'm telling you, this is why the podcast is so much fun. She looks at me. She looks at her, and she goes, "Yeah, I do want you to pay for your lunch." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so she pulls out her little thirty euros and gives it to Julie. Didn't get a card from her about the house purchase. Oh, Didn't wow. get a bottle of wine in the fridge. Nothing. Wow. So it's the most legendary story of cheapness. I think I. Uh, now, Jeff, is that or is that her? Or again, is this a cultural thing? Is that the way it is over there? Because I know the times in the recent couple of years we've looked at some houses. The often. The the first time you meet, like the first time we met this one woman up in the court, is she gave, gave us a bottle of liqueur. I, well, and Just, here's the other, but but here's the other thing. Buying us lunch is a write-off. I mean, it's yeah. just, this thing is staggering. To no, me. it is. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because Rachel and I listened to this a couple Saturdays yeah. ago. We were just sort of sitting around having lunch listening to this. And I, I stopped and I went, you know, first of all, I was proud of you for not confronting her. But I said, I don't know that I couldn't. I don't know that I wouldn't have said, okay, let's to be clear, you're making 45 grand off me today. You Let's would've. just fucking be clear about that. How about mm-hmm. you take the check? And, and, and hey, for fun, I want to see you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, do, again, do you, do you, is that the way things are done there? Or do you think that was her in particular? Oh, no, it's totally her. It's, oh, okay. nobody's, nobody's that. that that's, that's unheard of cheap. That is yeah. unheard of cheap. Well, even just, cheap, Fred, even a cheap person would go. Oh, that's a little offside. Yeah, yeah. This house I'm sitting in. That this house I'm sitting in. The, you know, the night before we closed, the real estate agent took Delise and I like downtown Brampton for what that's worth and bought us a lovely meal. Doesn't matter. They did something. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. they showed their appreciation. You know, and it's Absolutely. one of those. That's what I asked Jeff too, Fred. I said, "Is it a cultural thing?" Because it's one of those things that would just seem automatic. Yeah, especially on closing day. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're well, about now, to. And, and can I just say, in fairness to France, she is not from France. She is from uh, Eastern Europe, uh, but lives in France and speaks a marginal amount of, of French. But but uh, she she spoke. Uh, I, I don't even know what country she was from, but she's uh, from Eastern Europe. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, she speaks well, probably the one of those anti-vax she, and Serbians. Yeah, huh? She speaks the international <laughs> language of you pay. 
Yeah. Your, your yeah. turn. Uh, there you go. That's just an example of Jeff and Julie yeah. go to France during a global <laughs> pandemic. Uh, the um, the first podcast will be out in the next couple of weeks, and uh, Jeff will be back uh, every month or so. We'll talk a little bit more, and we'll find out what it's like living in a foreign country during a, a global pandemic. Uh, and we'll let you know when our first episode is uh, being released. All right. There you go. Thanks, pal. Thank you, yeah. Freddie. So let's, okay, see you, so let's just review. Um, you don't like us talking about dead people, and we're not very good at reading. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks for the notes. <laughs> yeah. no, you, you did say that you were going to handle a comedy, so uh, I, I thought I'd well, we pre- that. You know, we appreciate You're like comedy helper. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. You got it, buddy. Thanks so much. Very, very nice. Jeff Lemmy there, everybody. Our Gig Sky guest of the day. And, of course, this program is also brought to you by some other fine folks. Frederick? Well, yeah. The Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Get a free quote today. Go to chamberplan.ca. The badge is right in the middle. It says, get a free quote. Click on that. Uh, they ask some questions about your business, its size, your employees, and uh, they'll come right back at you uh, with an estimate. And you'll be pleasantly surprised, uh, surprised because 30,000 Canadian businesses are part of this. They've been around for 40 years. Take the time. See all the different options, the coverages. It really is fascinating. Great testimonials from other small business. It's the uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. Yeah, I knew you'd love that story. Can you fucking imagine if you you had just closed, you know, on a, on a you know big house, you know, after you know all the stuff you have to go through, and you finally say yes, and you're going to make all this money, and it doesn't occur to you that you should pick up the bill for a hundred euro? No, it's just unbelievable. It is. It's. Yeah, it would be exasperating. And, you know, again, that's one of those situations where money, the money isn't even the question yeah. now. Like, you know, you know, you go with somebody and you really enjoy the lunch in their company. You don't think twice about what it costs. And in a situation like that, yeah, it wasn't the whatever euros that they had to spend. It was the principle of her just not budging. That's crazy. Um, before we get to the uh, Dandaran news, Fred. Oh, this is the bare naked ladies. I didn't realize who this was. By the way, what was this reference to the reading? I didn't follow. Because uh, we stumbled a few times during uh, when both of us were reading something in the first half hour. He was talking about that. Oh, oh yeah, he doesn't miss anything. Right. Uh, I'd like to say, Dandaran, uh, yes. Happy New Year. To you. Well, thank you very much. Happy New Year, Dandoran, from our friends at Manscaped. Oh. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean that you have to drop the ball on your balls. It's time you bring sexy back in 2022 and step your game up like Dan and I have with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to help them ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HFMANSCAPED20 for 20% off and free shipping. How about that? HFMANSCAPED20 for 20% off and free shipping. It's a new year, new you, and new you means no pubes. Dan said, Dan revealed yesterday that he was uh, doing some grooming. Uh, part of his new regime, uh, trying to you know take down some of the shrubbery around the uh, the oak tree. 
Yeah. Dan, what are some of your uh, insights about the Performance Package 4.0? Well, my friend Lisa really uh, really thought it was fantastic when she started. I really didn't tell her about it, and she asked, well, what's this when she came across the packaging? I said, oh, well, the Manscaped thing. And uh, she was very excited about the uh, the whole experience. About the prospect. And, uh, and the prospect of, of you know, things being uh, tuned up, so to speak. Oh. Did you feel, uh, were you embarrassed by your... Was it was it had it gotten out of hand? Had it been a while since you trimmed the the tree? Well, you know, I know that she doesn't like uh, you know lots of you know furriness going. I, you know, it, it was embarrassing at one point um, <laughs> when we first started going out. It, it was more that uh, I hadn't really you know scaped my chest hair uh, oh. in a while. Okay. When we first started going out, and she she kind of got some of the hair in her mouth or whatever, oh, she laying was, on my chest, yeah. and so she made some sort of offhand comment, which I picked up on oddly, because I'm not great at that. So picked up on it, and uh, yeah, so this is the kind of uh, device that uh, really works well, makes everyone happy. Bring it up all down. Yeah. Um, inside the performance package 4.0, uh, you'll find the signature lawnmower. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology, though, reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4,000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to, to the promised land 2022 <laughs> looks to be. I love this. Also, you get uh, you can freshen up with the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing anti ball deodorant and moisturizer, Fred. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for the on-the-go freshness after you leave the gym, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Nice one. Start mm-hmm. the new year with a fresh set of testes, thanks to Manscaped. Mm-hmm. Manscaped even throws in their, their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. You know, one of the things I will say that I really enjoy, beside the, all the, you know, the pubic trimming uh, devices, yeah. is the uh, nose and ear hair trimmer. Because you, you get so many things in this package, but I just find it so convenient. Because, you know, we're talking about getting older, man. But what is going on? Like, my ear hair... And my nose hair is growing at a furious rate. How do you not notice them until they're an inch long? I know. Why don't you notice them at half an inch long? It's like overnight. It's like one of those, you know, flowers that pops overnight or something. Like, what is that? I don't know, man. Get 20% off from free shipping with the code <laughs> HFMANSCAPE20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping with the code HFMANSCAPE20 at manscaped.com. Use the code HF20. HFMANSCAPE20. Have no regrets this year. No regrets. With our and just friend. the yes, Dan, please like, more. Just, just the packaging is worth it. Packaging's great. Well, it's sitting here looking at Dan in particular at this moment. I'm just thinking how uh, silky smooth his uh, fellas are right now. It's quite the thought, you know. You can go from angry to silky smooth almost instantly. And as you pointed out yesterday, a lot of people there's rumors that Dan's balls are not. Um, actual, <laughs> no, they're, na- they're normal size. They're normal size, but against his sh- his his. Uh, they look like raisins. Yeah, 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 tiny. All right, so uh, there you go. There's your uh, manscaped uh, information for this day. Now here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. 
Ganderan, the anchorman comes to ask for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Ganderan, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and and now live from Lakeside with the Humble and Fred news for Tuesday, January 18th. Here's Anchorman, Dan Duran. If you're traveling outside of Canada, be careful with that PCR test on return. Two Manitoba women were fined 8200 bucks for not getting the P- PCR test in the right country. So they flew to Aruba after driving to Fargo, North Dakota, and on return... The fully vaccinated women got PCR tests in Aruba December 17th before their flight back to Fargo on December 18th. On December 19th, within 72 hours of getting their tests, which were negative, they drove up to the Canadian border in Emerson, Manitoba. Bam! 8200 bucks each for failing to comply with the Quarantine Act because they didn't get their tests in the U.S. What? So they got their tests in Aruba... Within the 72 hours, but for some reason, some person at the border decided that they hadn't followed the rules properly Mm. and got this $8,200 fine. And there's nothing, apparently, when they looked at it, before they left, they they didn't find anything that said you can't enter, the test can't be from another country or anything like that. So they're fighting it. It sounds so stupid to me that I can't see them not winning. Mm. Well. Yeah, and where where is that triggered? Like, if I was at the border and they said this isn't the right test, it's going to cost you eighty two hundred. I'd go back into the states and get one. Like they were given that option, apparently. Like, yeah. So what were they across? Like that's see, you know, this is a nut here. Here, this is a fine example. The thousands of people that are coming back into the country from wherever every day, and you hear these stories that freaks people out. Because honestly, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, you know. If I go away, am I going to be one of these people that has one of these stories? Mm-hmm. But I oh. think you said earlier that I'd say no, but no, few and far between some of these stories. But on the other hand, I mean, you know, like this doesn't sound like somebody even employed common sense. There's, it's not even in the regulation apparently, and they just sort of made this, you know, assumption that it has to be from the country of dest- the, the, of, of the most recent country of origin, even though. Mm-hmm. You know, spend any time you, in there. You know what I thought is that area of the country where they crossed the border. I, I just thought, well, maybe it was like a a border person that's bored or like, oh, here's something I can you know fuck around with. So I assume this is like uh, that. Where in the states was it again? It was uh, Fargo. Yeah, so, so that would Dakota. sort of be like our Buffalo. Like no, no, no. Fl- Okay, so why would they do that? Like here, I see people draw, you know, an hour and you're in Buffalo and you fly out because it's cheaper. So what was their strategy? Oh, no, you're right. It is like our Buffalo. My point is North Dakota is nowhere near as busy a border crossing as what we have here. No, I was just wondering why Canadians ended up in Fargo. That's often, you know, it's probably closer to some American cities for flying out of than it would be to go to Winnipeg or something, right? Because North Dakota to to Manitoba is pretty close. That's the state, I think, is just below it. But, Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, well, you know, listen, and part of the confidence some of the confidence I have about traveling in a few weeks is based on having traveled in the fall. I know what it feels like. I know what it, it's like being in an airport 
going through all the stuff you go through with a mask on and being careful. I will say the only thing that's, you know, there's a lot of things that are complicated traveling in Europe, but just coming back from the States into Canada, and you're going to go through this, and so is anyone, is the Arrive Canada app. It, it's, it's not that it's complicated, but it is you have to you have to have your wits about you when you're filling it out because there are things they need in that. Right. The funny thing is, once you do it before you travel home, it's pretty much done for you when you come to the airport. They have you on file. Yeah, we did it coming back from South right. Carolina. So you've yeah. already done. So that. I, yeah, I'm uh, familiar with such things. All right. <laughs> hey Dan, such. did you hear our buddy Lumby moved to France? Uh, yes, I'm very aware of his uh, his movement in that regard. That was uh, that was really interesting. I would have uh, I would have talked to her about it directly. Yes, I would. I would, too. I would not. I could not have avoided avoided the conversation with her about. Well, wait a minute. We did. You know, you just made forty five thousand dollars off me right now in this whole transaction, oh, yeah. and you're not buying lunch. Uh, it, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't fathom that. No, I, I don't know I, how I, you I don't. Mean, kudos I for him from walking away. I know I, I, when he told me that when I heard the story and I heard that he had got up and walked out, walked away from the table. I was like, wow, exasperated. I'd love to have video of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me throwing up his hands. Even the great thing about Lemmy, though, is even <laughs> even him telling the story this morning, you know, it just goes. He can really get back into that emotion, which is why he's such a good storyteller. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I. I can't imagine a younger version of myself, what I would have said. I probably would have said, okay, the deal's off then. How about that? Let's start with that. How about I'll get somebody else to do this deal? $40,000. And, and you what, we're going to split these? We're all going to throw in mm-hmm. some money? Yeah. yeah. I would have called the broker. You would have done what? I would have called the broker, the person yeah. that she works for. Oh, you would have. You I would don't have know called. how it works in there. Yeah, but, but the interesting thing is they'd say, what's it to you? It's not your money, you know, because Jeff didn't pay them the 40000 It was the person that sold the property, right? I know Dan would have called the International uh, Association of Real Estate yeah. People. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> no. I've done that. But you know what I mean? That, really, that the person that sold that property paid that money, not Jeff. But again, it's principal. Well, Jeff should have called them and said, can you buy me lunch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan, do you want to uh, pop back in after Andy and you can uh, yeah, sure. say goodbye, oh. everybody? Dan um, Duran's News. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Canna Cabana. Canna Cabana. I was going to say the Canna Cabana boy is here. I don't think he wants to be known as the Canna Cabana boy. I disagree. I'd love to be known as the Can- uh, the Cabana boy. That's great. No how'd problem you, there, Howard. How'd you like that picture I sent you on? That was it Sunday. I was at Canna Cabana. You're you're a great photographer. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we have a great store, so it was magic. It was magic. I sent uh, Freddie. I sent Andy a picture. Rachel and I were out in the East End there, and I said, "Oh, I want to pop into Canna Cabana because Andy had recommended this." weed to me and i want to get into that in a second but we know it's cold so i'm wearing my toque i don't know about you but Andy's a one of the Andy's a young guy and it seems like there's some people can wear a toque like rachel looks cool in their little toque and whatever i put a toque on yeah and i'll just say this respectfully i look like i've wandered away from a facility like mm-hmm. <laughs> i do i just mm-hmm. like that picture of me just looks like oh that old man should be back at the home somewhere <laughs> And and uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know because I wear because I, I wear it over my I don't know I just look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, I get it. No, I, I think oh. you looked great. You look very tall, too, Howard. Oh, I am very tall. I'm a lot taller I, than you I, think. I noticed that about you. You look nice and tall next to our cabana flower there. Very imposing. I liked it. And I'll tell you, there was a kid that worked there on Sunday afternoon. His name was Shino, I think. And I wanted to remember his name because he was so good. I had a bunch of questions nice. for him. Uh, I didn't tell him I knew you. But I said, I know somebody works in the company that um, recommended some things to me. And the, he couldn't have been better. We went around a few different things, and we talked about the THC level and such. And um, I'll just tell you quickly before we get into what you want to talk about. I, I got what you bought. I, I, you recommended this strain called White Lightning. Ooh, Highland Grow. Highland Grow. Great, choice. Great and choice. Really, really good. It was one of the three choices I had. I thought, I'll start with this. And I went and looked it up online. And, and you know, I, I, I did one of those things where, you know, they have like almost like a sommelier they talk mm. about how it smells and the taste. And, but one of the knocks on it was that it was on more of the pricier side, mm. except <laughs> at your place. I'll tell you, it's funny because I did a little research on this strain and I looked around and it, it's true what we say about Canada Cabana. The price for this particular uh, product was higher everywhere else but your place. Isn't that cool? I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're here for, uh, Howard. Best weed at the best price, and you got the best weed, buddy. That stuff's grown out in Anaganish, Nova Scotia. Um, beautiful little cross between White Widow, which is a classic Dutch coffee shop strain, um, as well as uh, oh God, Northern Lights, which is uh, which is a classic. Uh, a class. It's like the first strain everybody learns how to grow because it's got that lovely little heady effect, and it's it's easier to grow. And so, um, you know, the cross between those two is deadly. I hope you enjoyed it. I did, and I wanted to say something. You know, like. I was into wine for a long time and I, and I, I, I never listen. I could tell the difference between say, mm. you know, the grapes of a, of a, of an Amarone from Italy, barely with something from Northern California, but I couldn't tell you the effects mm-hmm. that it produces. Right. One of the great things about if you go on and you want to look at some of the effects of the weed, you're going to buy at Canna Cabana. It really does. They're really bang on with the effect. Like it has, it's, it's, it gets you pretty high, but it's a very calming kind of high. It's not, you don't get paranoid. There's no mind kind of, there's no weird effects. And, and I was pretty bang on with, and I'm, I'm glad you recommended it because, yeah, it's a bit stronger, pretty high THC level, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. nothing but good. Like really enjoyed it and didn't put me in a bad place. And I think it's interesting that, that that's available now if you go on Canna Cabana's uh, site and there's a weed that you like, just go look it up because yeah. it'll tell you before you buy it what, what effect you can expect. You know, what's so interesting, Howard, about cannabis is, you know, you allude to THC quite a bit. And it's true, man. I mean, that's the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. And, and generally, it's it's what, you know, folks are looking for. And in our stores, certainly, it's the the, the hottest topic of conversation because um, we do bring in a lot of strains with a very high THC value. What's interesting is that a lot of those beautiful flavors you get in cannabis, um, you know, a lot of those beautiful flavors actually um, actively contribute to the overall effect of the cannabis alongside the uh, alongside the THC within within the little what they almost look like little crystals right of, of cannabis uh, called trichomes. There are hundreds and hundreds of cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids, all sorts of, uh, you know, properties that we don't wait. I mean, we don't fully understand. Certainly I don't as I'm not a doctor. Um, but I, <laughs> what I will tell you is, um, you know, it, it's fascinating because the THC could be up. It could be, you know, middling. But sometimes with those with those extra flavors in there it tends to hit you a little different it can, it can even be more intense sometimes with a lower thc than a higher thc depending on what else is in it so it, it's a very it's a very interesting world in cannabis we're all still trying to wrangle it but you can have these great experiences and, and 
genuinely experience something for the first time with uh, with cannabis, which I, I find pretty interesting. Well, I, I mean, a lot of people are worried about, am I going to get too high? Um, but I would tell you, at least in this particular case, if you're looking for white lightning, it's not that kind of effect. It's a very, it's, it's an indica, so it's kind of a bit of a body buzz, mm. but it doesn't uh, put you, you know, you're, I was able to, you know, take a phone call. <laughs> that's how I always, <laughs> that's how you that's, gauge it. That's how I gauge, I do, I don't know what you, because I don't smoke it during the day, because no. sometimes you get to a place where the phone, you know, I see somebody's calling me, I'm like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I have enough, uh, I can't get it together enough to answer this call right now. Sure. Well, I mean, more, more or less, it's also just, you know, you're in a place where, at least for me and, and for, for plenty of folks, you know, the dominant experience you're looking for is one of relaxation or, as we like to say, a little island time, that time that's entirely your own and, and the, the phone ringing isn't necessarily conducive to that. I know plenty of folks who can be creative and productive with cannabis. I'm not personally one of them. You know, for me, it's an evening thing. It's not during work hours. But yeah. you know, what's interesting is if you want to get, you know, that that individual experience on a strain, you just you buy the best weed you can afford and you consume just a very small amount of it you yep. know just a couple little puffs and it'll give you it'll give you a real good indicator of what that strain is uh, is it has got in store for you um i this you're looking to me to contribute i'm just fascinated by the conversation i i I'm, you know, I should join the club, I think, here. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will tell you, it, cannabis does a lot of things for me, but not the least of which is it, you know, it definitely takes down the inflammation. There's such a, all cannabis has a, a, a CBD component to it. I think a lot of people, maybe, Andy, they, they don't realize, you know, they, just, they hear that there are both, but there's CBD in all THC. And uh, besides that little bit of a puff in the evening, it also like I just feel less sore when I go to bed, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I mean, you know, I, I, of course, it's it's CBD is one of the challenging things for us up here in Canada um, because it's it's difficult to talk about in the stores. You know, we have to be very careful about you know what we what we say with regards to CBD. Can't make any health claims and stuff because the research is still out there, still being done, right? Mm -hmm. um, but. I think that with, with CBD specifically, um, you can experiment with CBD in new formats as you're consuming cannabis, which can really, you know, again, change and in my experience, at least temper the experience a bit. Uh, we have a great new product that come out a little while ago. If you're an edible fan um, by, uh, oh God, Dynathrive. Yep. It's this big bag of gummies. And that's one of the things like Howard, if you're going to sit down with a bag of gummies, you know, sometimes you want a lot of gummies, you know, and with cannabis, with THC, THC gummies, oftentimes you get three or four. And sometimes that's just what you need. But me, I like to sit down with a big bag of gummies. And so Dynathrive makes this like 30 pack of gummies. They've got very little THC in each of them. They got a lot of CBD in each of them. And you can just sit down there. I brought it camping this past summer. Man, I was munching gummies the whole time. Had a really beautiful little mellow experience going on throughout the weekend there in Bon Echo. And uh, especially if you're new to if you're new or you're nervous, you can try a CBD product with just a little bit of THC. Yep. In it. And it, it, it can really it can really change your perspective there fred on 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 what what cannabis does yeah you know and when you talk about medical claims and you have to be careful i mean early reports did you see that about cannabis can block covid they're yeah. looking into that did you see that study my i did see it i did see it yeah, yeah that, that blew my mind a little bit when i saw that and, and immediately i went well we won't be saying that in our stores <laughs> <laughs> no no exactly no no but uh but you know listen i mean there's a lot of opinions about and, and this is just part of the the interesting bit of cannabis 
is there's lots of research going on right now. And there's a lot we don't know about cannabinoids and and the endocannabinoid system in your body and the way that all those things interact. And so um, what we uh, you know, what we can see here is it doesn't hurt you. And so there's mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. When I see stories like that where claims are made that seem to be maybe too good to be true, obviously you look at the source. But this is like Forbes magazine. It's not like in, you know, publication. The whole industry was paying attention to that statement, um, yeah. you know, and, and I, you know, <laughs> again, it's something we stay away from anytime there's medical claims being made. But my goodness, is it ever interesting? And, and it's not it's not the first it's not the last time that cannabis is going to make itself into mainstream media with, uh, you know, with some some sort of effect like that. So, right. they, I mean, I, I'm staying tuned and I'm just waiting for someone to tell me that I'm allowed to say things. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's so funny, it. Freddie. Absolutely. I can't remember who sent us that most recently, but I've been sent that article from a bunch of different people going, humble, you're going to live forever. Or humble, you'll yeah. never get. I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, it's a bit like uh, the Viagra with Alzheimer's stories, right? I mean, well, wouldn't that be great? But again, you have to sit back. And <laughs> That's right. Let this stuff uh, unfold and <laughs> run it through the scientific community before you stop I, start I popping right. Viagra for Alzheimer's. That story yeah. made me laugh. Just like I got a Viagra for Alzheimer's. I have now. I have a boner, but I can't remember why. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. let me just say one last thing about. I, you know that I don't know a lot of people are doing this bit I was today years old when I found out you know that little social media tripe I was today years old when I well I was this weekend years old when I finally figured out how to open the weed packs hey well so, done well thank done, you how come no you? one told me see the thing is Fred I've been I, I found them they're, they're just, obviously these packages are extremely childproof because you don't want your children opening up your gummies by mistake i get it so unlike alcohol where you know it's pretty easy to open because i guess they assume it's around adult supervision but a beard doesn't look like a you know a juice box to a Mm six-year-old but these gummies can definitely be a problem but but the weed packs i figured out andy it's that outside Mm. part you use that to open it because you can imagine trying to open the inside, which is impossible. And by the yes. way, I know, Fred, you don't know what I'm talking about, but anyone who's tried to open weed lately out of a pack, like it, 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 there's a thing. And I never could figure out what it was. Until, I almost took a picture of that and sent it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Howard, you got to approach those bags with a real chill vibe. You go in too aggressive and they just won't let you get into the booty. But you go nice and slow. You touch the bag. You feel the bag. And all of a sudden you're out on the other end. Nice, nice handful of gummies. <laughs> That's so Pardon? funny. Uh, you know, I get some Rachel is laughing because I get so frustrated. I just take scissors and open it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it doesn't stay fresh. Choose, All right. You choose violence. You choose violence. I, I know, man. That. Listen, dude. Uh, hey, well, what if Stan gets into them? Then he'll be, maybe become normal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I should give him some CBD. Although, they, I think they do make CBD gummies for dogs. But that's another story. Canna Cabana. Become a Canna Cabana Club member. And uh, what's the website, young man? www.cannacabana.com. We've got 106 locations across Canada. Almost guaranteed to have one right near you. So you come on down to Canna Cabana. We'll take care of you. All right, man. You certainly will. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Andy Palalis sees the Canna Cabana guy. Learned so much. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, this strain that I tried that he recommended, I, I honestly, it wasn't overwhelming, but it was just... It was just nice. And maybe next week I'll try the other stuff that he's been recommending to me. Thanks, pal. Um, That Amarone you were talking about, the taste of that Amarone, is that with or without vodka in it? (laughs) Yeah, that Amarone, uh, 
I don't think it was the Amarone I put vodka in. Although, you know, maybe. I don't know. Amarone's pretty expensive. Oh. Are you done everything you're supposed to do? No, I got to talk about the retirement Sherpa, our buddy Tim Niblett. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice Did man. you know he's a portfolio manager, Howard? Oh, is he? And Raymond James is a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. What, what are you saying right now? Yeah, yes. Tim is your guy. I mean, he is. He really is. Remember, hey, uh, February 28th is, uh, well, March 1st, actually. It's uh, barreling down on us. It really is. So, you know, that deadline, RSPs, other things attached to it, T5s, T4s, all that stuff. Okay? Uh, Tim can help you with that as far as your investments go, what should be in place, things you should think about, and there can be quite a few. You know, Tim Niblett, uh, he's helped a lot of Humble and Fred listeners. Yes, he has. They've come over to the Tim side. The results have been fantastic. Uh, really, the response has been exceptional, really. Tim Niblett, the Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. I have a story I was going to... I hesitate to tell you two. I wanted Dan to come back because, you know. What have you done? Well, it's the kind of story where I was thinking, should I tell this? Will I be ridiculed? But then I thought, well, part of the fun of telling it is, you know. That you will be ridiculed? I will, I don't, yeah. Is it poop? No. Pee? No. Conflict? No. <laughs> I love that. Uh. I love that's my category. Is it a poopy conflict story? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We, yesterday we were talking about all the uh, the urine stuff, and I was thinking, you know, if JJ's listening, he would have gone, "Oh yeah, they've gone from shit to piss." <laughs> I know. I've, th- yeah. I've thought of that a few times. Yeah. And if he popped right. in, I go, I can do, I say, I wonder if Humble and Fred have evolved, and there we are talking about, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, on. they've moved on from shit. <laughs> now it's piss. <laughs> the Fred. Uh, uh, I'll save the Louis C.K. stuff till tomorrow because he has a great bit about how he weighs himself at night and he found out that he weighs himself at night and then he weighs himself in the morning and he's, you know, lost a couple of pounds. And then he pauses. He goes, I guess I just shit myself in the middle of the night. <laughs> anyway, and he goes on to talk about shitting. Uh, but this is uh, just, uh, I wanted to sort of, I, I'll just admit this. Okay, so I, I said to Fred yesterday, Dan, that on Sunday, I wanted to go watch. I was trying to watch the golf, but my Bell 5 receiver wasn't working. And, and sometimes, you know, it happens from time to time. The receiver, which is part of my Bell 5 internet, sometimes you have to reset the 4K receiver. I was watching some stuff on my computer while I was making dinner, so my, my internet was working. And then I started watching the golf on my computer I was going to after dinner watch it on my television but I go to watch it on my TV and I can't get the receiver to work so I know from other pastimes you basically just unplug it wait 10 seconds plug it back in and I did that several times and it didn't didn't come back on no lights came on which kind of worried me a little bit because usually even if it's not immediately working you'll see a a light come on and then eventually it resets and reboots kind of like a modem right and Dan knows, like, I have a, a power bar next to my television, and the power bar also includes a light where you have to step on a little, you have to sort of depress a pedal, and it turns the light on. It's sort of one of those floor it's a handy you know, feature. Handy. Yeah. Exactly. You just step on a, a floor button, we'll call it. Oh, I can see where this is going. Nice. Okay, wait. 
So Are you telegraphing I, this? Pardon me? You turned off the power bar, didn't you? So let's get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my. So Sunday night, I can't watch. I, I'm, oh, and by the way, I call Bell Five. Of course you did. I'm wanna. I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. And here's what I heard. This is true on Sunday. And I told Fred this yesterday morning. Sunday night, I get this message on Bell Five. We're experiencing some trouble with our Bell Five TV. So I'm like, oh, this must be part of the trouble because of weather. The five TV isn't working, but my internet's working. So I end up watching golf that night on my computer, which was great. I could watch it on my computer, so I, I didn't miss that opportunity. So yesterday, I was telling Fred, I get off the air. I go upstairs. It still hasn't reset. The whole day goes by. And I don't think of it because I really don't watch television until the evening. Same thing last night. I'm like, I want to watch Succession, but my TV's not working. So I call Bell 5 again, and that message is still there. But then I look over where I, where I step on the button <laughs> for the, mm-hmm. the light mm-hmm. and the uh, power <laughs> the, uh, adapter, whatever, the power to the receiver has been kicked away by my aggressive light stomping, I guess. Your foot handling. My foot handling. And so, of course, I plug it back in, and within seconds, the oh. television works. So it's just there is it's not the, the whole television's connected to everything's connected. No, to everything the power was fine. Bar? No, the power bar was fine. I had just, oh, kicked, just the, the I had inadvertently like, kicked yeah. out the mm. adapter. Yeah, but isn't the TV in that too? No, but nope. no, I, the oh, power okay. bar was on. What I okay. did is I, I had kicked away the uh, transformer. Know, the transformer. Yeah, right. Um, because remember yesterday I asked you and I said, your five, your internet's working? You went, yeah. And I said, and the five isn't? That seemed odd to me that your internet would work and not your five. Yeah, me too. Because five is internet. Yes. Right? It's not like the old traditional but like, satellite in my defense, or cable. In my huh? defense, from time to time, that you do need to, that receiver, the receiver, oh, yes. aside from the, the, in, the modem, will need to be reset. I've had to do it before. Yes. I had to do it yesterday here with my Rogers Ignite. Every so often, they just, like a computer, you know, you got to yeah. reboot it. Yeah. But I, I was kind of hesitant to share it with you, too, because you're like, oh, well, that's typical. No, no. Well, that can happen. Because the power bar was okay. As the you power say, bar you was out the plug. So the power bar light, does it have a light? Yes, you of say? course. It was still yeah, on. And it was still on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, 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 but, you know, it is one of those, you know, the most basic of... Of troubleshooting is make sure that you know everything's still connected that's you know start there usually yes and you know it's you funny you say that because i know from reading stories and 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 that a lot of times people that do tech support one of the first things they'll say and this was the old days of you know used to call and something was wrong with your computer they'd say is it plugged in and i think ah, ha, ha, how stupid but that's, I was about to call today thinking, well, you've got to get someone over here. And I know they would say, sir, is it plugged in? Oh, of course. Well, no, not really. <laughs> not really plugged oh, in. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, I love you've, how, what, you, what you have done, though, is brought yourself one, col- one step closer to true troubleshooting. Because you will not forget that this has happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. So next time something like this happens, you will recall this special mm-hmm. moment in your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lesson. You, how long did it take you to get through to tech support? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I just got their message a couple of times. Yeah. Was, you know, oh, actually, you stopped pretty, there. Yeah. Pretty quick, actually. Very quick. Mm. Here's... Uh, I got a similar story. Once I had to go to Rogers. This is a few years ago with the old cable boxes, and I had to switch out my cable box. 
because uh, it was updated or something. And I came home, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And then, for some reason, I just I turn the TV on, and it's not working. So same thing, iPhone Rogers, I'm irate and everything. She's asking me about the cable box. She can't figure it out. And then I realized I hadn't even switched the boxes out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And you know what that feeling's like when I look over the couch and I go, what the fuck am I? Th- I haven't even put that new box in yet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you skipped over it in your uh-huh. mind. I said, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm really annoyed. I don't have time for this right now. And I hung up and I switched the boxes and everything was fine. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That I, was an old guy moment. I just love the fact that when I said I've got a story for you, your shopping list, the two of you was piss, shit, and anger. That's nice. <laughs> so well, is it about conflict? Did you piss yourself? You yourself? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's all the show we have for today. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Um, hey, by the way, did you want to do uh, a moment here? Maybe of we silence? should do that. Yes. Yeah, mo- <laughs> <laughs> Why are we yes. being silent? Let's do a moment <laughs> of silence. The storm yesterday, is that what it was? That's the funny. Uh, yes, we'd like to stop now for a moment of silence for this show. No, I wanted to take a second and uh, talk a little bit about our friend Toronto Mike who is about to record his 1,000th episode of Toronto Miked, the podcast. And if you don't already know, it's one of the most popular podcasts, long-running. He's been doing it, you know, almost as long as we have. And, you know, often he so nicely says that we inspired him to do it. But I'll just say flatly that we wouldn't be recording whatever number of episodes this is if it wasn't for Toronto Miked. A Toronto Mike. That's true. And you know what's impressive about Toronto Mike and his run as a podcaster? You know, you and I had the benefit of starting with a brand. You know, that gives you a hand up, a step up. It really does. Mike really started from nothing. He created his brand through his website, but really through his podcast. He didn't have the advantage we did out of the gate. And look what he's look what he's built. Look what he's accomplished. Uh, a job well done. Yeah, it's very impressive. And then I say, we always, and maybe we don't do it enough, but I can tell you, Freddie and I, a lot of people helped us to get mm-hmm. to 10 years and now into our 11th year. Really, a lot of people gave us a step up. We talked about Julie, uh, Julie Adam last week and Gary Slade and others. and but But really, we wouldn't be doing this if Mike hadn't introduced the concept to us. And this was years before we started doing it. 2006 at Dan's Place was our first Mm -hmm. ever, you know, internet radio broadcast at the time, a podcast. But Mike was really solely responsible for us getting our heads around this. And you've said this many times, technically, as well as content curation, but technically he's been invaluable. Well, in 10 plus years... It doesn't matter. I really, we really never stumped him within moments. You give the guy a call and whatever the problem is, it's been fixed. Again, to him, it's elementary. To us, it seems insurmountable at moments. But he's always been there for us Mm -hmm. uh, on all those levels. He really has. He's a good. good, So a thousand episodes, that means he's interviewed a thousand people. Pardon me? Uh, Pretty much. Uh, yeah, well, or more, yeah. <clears throat> or wow. more, because uh, some of his episodes, you know, feature more than one person. But let me just wrap by saying, on behalf of the management and staff of the Humble and Fred Show, of which he's one, 
Uh, we just want to wish uh, Toronto Mike and Toronto Mike the podcast our heartiest congratulations. Dan, might you say something uh, to Dan, to what's his name? <laughs> to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> to Dan Mike. What's his name? Yeah. To it's the guy we're what? talking about. <laughs> that guy? Yeah. Mike has been great. You are right. Whenever you call him, he's got the answers, or at least we'll look for you know work with you on the answers. And uh, yeah, he's been like uh, I met Mike before you guys actually because he was just in the neighborhood that I was uh, hanging out in, and uh, he's always had that passion, and that's definitely how he's gotten to a thousand episodes because he's he's really into it. He loves it. Stop. Edit. Now the, a three-hour episode does that count as one or two or three? Mike, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to add that yeah, to the thing. Let's don't, That's let's just a little like joke. A little sure funny joke. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah, three-hour episode. Does that count as three shows, Mike? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just keep that to ourselves. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, and we'll leave you with this fine uh, vocal uh, episode. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Canna Cabana, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Manscaped, making balls cleaner and more streamlined for that extra special new ball sheen. I'm Dan Duran, and this has been some of my best work. Up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?